throughout the book of Revelation, there are seven Beatitudes. You're like, okay, uh, what's a Beatitude, and, and why is there seven? And um, Well, remember back in Matthew 5, 6 and 7, Matthew 5, where the Beatitudes are there, Jesus is on the mountain, and he has a discourse, and he says, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be what? Filled. Blessed are those of the meek, and blessed are those. And so he went through all those different Beatitudes. Well, there are Beatitudes in the book of Revelation where we're studying, and I thought we want to look through that this morning to kind of, kind of boost our spirits and realize that um, Christ is coming back. We've already read the last few pages. We realize who the winner is. We realize that we must stay current every day, right? Staying current with Jesus Christ every single day to make sure that we are what? Ready for his soon return. So as we do that, look at the scriptures here today. Just realize that you are so very blessed. So here we look at our first beatitude in the book of Revelation. It's there in 14, Revelation chapter 14. I'm all about getting your fingers here through the Scriptures. Revelation 14, verse 13, and it says this. The very first one says this. It says that, Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, and their deeds will follow them. This blessedness, this supreme, supreme blessedness. This, it's, it's not just a, a cheese pizza. It's not just a one-scoop Sunday. It's the three big scoops of the, 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 the black and the, and, and the red and the white ice cream with the two bananas on the side with that stuff oozing off the side and the on top with the little peanuts and the cherry. It's, it's not just the, the, we're so blessed. We really are. He's saying here in this that blessing is the happiness that we have and that favor of God rests upon His people for a lifetime. Did you know that? His favor rests on us for a lifetime. Psalm 30, verse 5, it says this. It says that for His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. I like that. As we look at this scripture then in Revelation and realizing where it's placed in scripture, it's placed right there in between those trumpets and those bowls. It's right there in the middle of a tribulation period. What is going on and why in the world would John write this? Why would God relay this to John to write this down so that we will be able to hear this even today and read it and realize that those who are what? Who are dead or who will die in the Lord are blessed and will rest from their labor. Anybody here ever been like physically exhausted? I mean, really physically exhausted. You could barely crawl to the bed. I mean, you just, you just crawl. I remember one time when we first got married, me and the wife, we, I don't know what we did. We ran around. What we, we, ran, we did something. About 2 o'clock, we went home. We sat in the bedroom. Like, oh, my God. Lord. We leaned back. The next thing I knew, I woke up, and it was midnight. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. We were so wiped out. I don't know what we did, but we were hard, real hard. Do you know when you get on the other side in heaven? You're not going to be tired. You're going to be resting. No more sin. No more problems. 
only problem you're going to have is trying to get to the throne. So many, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, right? Here's my crown. I mean, we, we are going to have an amazing time. We can't even fathom what that's going to be like. John saw some things that he's trying to write down that are, it's just hard to write. You ever try to try to describe something? He's like, he's seeing these things, he's hearing these things, and blessed are those who what? Who are who die in the Lord. You ever heard that scripture when you go to a funeral it says, you know, to be to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Remember the criminal on the cross? Christ leaned over. Today, today, you'll be with me in what? Paradise. Not, not later on. Not, you don't go sleeping in the grave, soul sleep. You don't do that. Next minute. Next second. I was almost there in December. Gone. Woo! I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm thinking angels are going to come get me. And I don't know. How, what, do you, what, do you think, what do you think it's going to be like? It'll be awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. How angels play a part in Scripture. I think angels are going to grab me, grab us, take us. How's it going to work? I don't know. I had a dream when I was a kid, or whatever you call it. And my son had one just a couple weeks ago. And some other girl I taught years ago, she just had hers a couple weeks ago. I'm thinking, what's going on? Why are people starting to have these visions and dreams of being Maybe he's sending a signal. Does the Lord speak through people? Does he speak through his word? He's saying you're blessed when you die in the Lord. You're blessed when you die in him. Ah, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow and someday yonder, we will never more wonder. You have no idea where that song came from. <clears throat> it came from my wife's pastor when she was a child. He would sit down and write songs. I remember he used to, used to watch play. Oh, my gosh, Ira Stample. I've got a mansion just over the hill. What's your mansion going to look like? If I go there to prepare a place for you, I will, I will come back. It's not, well, I might show up. I will come back. Your neighbor needs to hear that. My neighbor's here all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it, James. He's coming back. Yeah, you said that last week. I'm still here. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. What's it going to be like? That'll be in your mind forever right there. That's a great song. I want a mansion, a harp, and a crown. Yeah, Brother Ira, he's up there right now singing it. You are a blessed people. I know. You're exhausted. I know. You're tired. I get it. It's because you stay up until too late. 
you stay up too late. Yeah, it's one o'clock. I'm good. Two o'clock. I'm good. Oh, energy drink. Woo! Woo! Life is good. Yeah. Then you gotta go to class at eight, nine o'clock. You're just dying because you were crashing. Because see, I go to bed early so that I can give God the first part of my day. It's intentional living. Because I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. And I can't wait to get there and take everyone I know. See, i got a problem. Hell's real. And the more I read this book, it's not a pleasant place. It's just not pleasant. Okay, we're blessed. Enough of that. We're blessed. Revelation 16, 15 says, Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Blessed is he who stays awake. Okay? I had, we did youth years ago. We did an all-night thing, right? You know, all-night thing, you go out and you go bowling. You come back and, you, you know, you eat pizza. And then you play games. And about 3 o'clock, you play some more stuff. And you go out, run around, do a scavenger hunt. And about 4 a.m., you do, you know, 5, 6, 7, you know, you're, up, you're up all night. It ruined my next, that ruined me for three days. I was, I was ruined, ruined. I mean, what days? I don't know. Where are we? I don't know. We have fun. Woo, we have fun, man. Stay awake. What does that mean? Come to the prayer meeting. Oh, God, you don't even know what you're praying for. Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. I haven't figured that out yet. I just know when I'm driving, I'm talking. People think I'm singing. So no, I'm just talking to the Lord. He's right there. He's right there. That's what it's about. It's about that relationship. He wants you to keep your clothes with you. What is he trying to say? He's saying that his blood is sufficient to make us ready for the resurrection. You are ready. We should be anticipating an expectation of his soon return. We should be. We really should be. It's, it's like April right now at the house. Our little puppy. Our little six-pound white fluffy thing that sits there. She's just a, yeah, she's fluffy. And right now, she, she, she heard a car. Huh? Is it mom? Huh? It's not me. She's not, she doesn't care about me. But, huh? At night, the flash of light. Huh? I see her. She's like, huh? Is it mom? Is it mom? That's the way we should be. Huh? Is he, is, he come, is he coming? Where is he? He didn't say for us to keep our eyes looking for the tribulation. Is he coming to the tribulation? No, 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 no. He didn't say, is Antichrist here? <laughs> no. It's to keep our eyes above looking for who? For Jesus Christ, our blessed hope. The appearing in Titus. He's coming. Be ready. We are ready. Psalm 123, 1 says, lift up your eyes. Isaiah 51, 6, lift up your eyes to the heavens. <laughs> it's like Nebuchadnezzar. After seven years of being like an animal, can you imagine? I don't know whether he ate grass. 
I don't know. It said his hair was like feathers, his nails were like claws. You ever seen that World Book of Genesis? Have you seen that? It's just weird. Anyway, he's there in the compound because he was this great Babylon that I have created. <laughs> Wrong answer. Seven years you're going to spend as an animal. Finally, after that, he realized that he was in the wrong. You ever realize you're in the wrong? We've all sinned and fallen short. So he raises his eyes up to heaven and says, You are Lord. It's you. Ah, finally, everything was restored. You got to lift your eyes up. Because why? You're so blessed. So blessed. Be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning in Luke 12 like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Are you waiting? Are you anticipating? Are you doing what he asks you to do? The Holy Spirit is within you, and he's breathing, active, talking with you, and he speaks just as plain as I'm speaking to you. This morning he was just talking. same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. That's powerful. Did you just hear that? We've been talking about Resurrection Sunday like next Sunday. I'm pretty excited. You know, Easter's always a great time. We're so blessed. <clears throat> we are supremely blessed. Revelation 19.9 says, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. The bride will be there. Who is the bride? All those Old Testament saints, all those New Testament saints, all those saints during the tribulation who accept Jesus Christ, all those are the bride. And they'll be around that I know we all like to eat. I've been in a lot of y'all's homes. We all like to eat, right? Love to eat. It's good. You can eat in heaven if you want to. I like that. Jesus liked fish. That's okay. Somehow we got to figure out who's going to make the tortillas and the chips. Who's on that detail? Anybody on that detail? Still worshiping. Hold on. Okay, everybody's good. I'll be coming knocking. You know I'll be knocking. You have Chris. Oh, you're out. Bam, bummer. <laughs> Bobby! Help! Yeah. I wonder what our missionaries need today. While I'm enjoying my chips and salsa. I wonder if they're even enjoying a place where they were headed to. They're in the Congo. You ever thought about that? Do you, do you consider praying for them like every day? I keep their prayer card in my Bible. Not this one. This is my preaching Bible. It's all tore up, but it may be in there. <clears throat> Let's see. Because they've got a mansion just over the hilltop. Maybe today Christian Shauna needs your prayers. Have you ever been overseas? 
we're a blessed people. They're still blessed. Even as bad as they may have it, even as bad as people have it in third world countries, if you accept Christ, you're still very blessed. Because this life is so short. Short. I mean, how do you compare 100 years to eternity? Okay, so 100 over eternity. That is, does that even compute? Mathematicians, one over a little squiggly thing. Yeah, one. How does it even compute? Let's pray for our missionaries. Father, bless them today in Jesus' name. Provide for them like never before. Heal Shauna. Give them children beyond their measure to reach that nation for you, Father. They're so blessed, and that's why Christian goes. Christian said, I don't want nothing. He sold everything, took his wife, and they moved to Congo. How many of you would do that? Because they know. They know they're blessed. You don't have anything on this earth. You don't care for it. Why are we so, why do we so grab on life? <gasps> I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I was, we're there. Grasping for life. Machines. Medicines. Shots. Help. Help me. I need, I can stay alive for five more years. Ten more years. I, I mean, I get it. We're all right. But when you step right over, it's like, ah. Rest and reward. But I get it. We all like life, don't you? Life is good. Man, live it. You know why you're here? You know why you're still here? And not like yesterday passed on? It's because he has something he wants you to do to share your blessedness. Hey, I'm blessed. Come to dinner with me. I'll buy you dinner. Oh, you're having trouble. I can help you. I've been through this. No, I haven't been through that. I know somebody who has. Hey, Beth, you've been through Help her. See, we're, we're working together. We're a family. So blessed are those who stay awake. Stay awake, church. Stay awake. And then blessed are those in 19.9 who are invited to the wedding supper. Thank you, Father. We're going to the supper. Do you have your invitation? You've got an invitation today? Do you have your invitation? How do you get that? I got mine when I was eight. Ask Christ, Lord, I give you my all. I give you my life. Then he says here, Revelation 20, verse 6, Blessed are the holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God in Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Blessed are those who share in the first resurrection and the second death. What is he talking about? The first resurrection, remember we talked about how the, that's in, in Thessalonians, how that trumpet's going to sound and you will be what? Raised up with him? That's your resurrection. But the second death, we will have nothing to do with that. The second death is when those who don't accept Christ, like Satan himself, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, and those who are rebellious, who don't want Jesus, they would be thrown into the lake of fire and hell for all eternity. That is the second death. But we're so blessed because we will not participate in that. 
We are so blessed that we will be shielded from that light. I'm not even sure we'll be even around to even see any of that. The angels will be there, it says. Those angels are everywhere. Then you have this Revelation 22, 7. It says, look, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy written in this scroll. Knowing that Christ is coming, we need to uphold this. We need to live this. Matter of fact, here in a few minutes, we're going to see how to read it and apply it to our lives. we got to read it. We have to engage with it. We have to apply it. That's why I love Sundays. I love every day. Today I got up, I was reading in Romans. Had my little revelation hit, hit Romans. And I, I slid over to Matthew. That was good. I ran over to Numbers and Deuteronomy, ran through there a little bit. That was awesome. Then I ran out of time. Oh, bummer. So I come to church and I sat here for a few minutes while I heard First and Second Peter being read. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear all that? I had at least six or seven books of the Bible I was running through today. And now I've got to engage in it because I want to. See, that's the problem. We don't read this very much because why? We know what it says, and we, ain't, we don't want to engage in it because we, we, we're doing other than this. Does that make sense? You ever done that? Well, I ain't reading that part about loving my wife because, yeah, I kind of love her, but, man, I can't stand some of the things she does. So I ain't reading that and love my wife. Well, I'll just read over here about, take care of your neighbor. That's right. Take care of my neighbor today. Love your wife. Well, I'll get there later. See what I'm saying? We don't read that part. We stay away from that. We get drunk, but don't go there. Oh, we'll pass that one up. Right? We, we know this word, don't we? We need to know. We're so blessed. We must adjust our priorities in life. Yeah, we're a busy people. Okay, so let me give you some questions to ask as you read through the Bible, okay, to help you apply it. Because it says here to keep the words of this prophecy. And he wants you to engage with it. So when you read it, ask these questions. What is God's word trying to tell me to do or to say or believe? What is the Lord saying to me? Is it a command? Is it a promise? What does he want me to do? Should I change my behavior? Oh, there's a good one. How can I encourage myself with this passage? Or what did I learn from God? Or what did I learn about people in this passage? You ever ask those questions as you read it? It's great. Revelation 22, 14 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Now, the tree of life is only mentioned in two books of the Bible, Genesis and Revelation. Isn't that cool? The tree of life. wonder what it's like. Because when you eat from it, you have life eternal. And we know Jesus is life and the resurrection. This tree of life. Whoever hears or has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. That's good right there. All right, we'll finish with this. Revelation 1-3, we did the, the first one last. Why? Because I like what it says. It says, blessed is the one who reads 
aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what's written in it, because the time is what? Near. You need to read this out loud. You need to hear it. And then you need to apply it. Okay, how do we do that, Pastor? Let's just let the Bible speak for itself. Turn to Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5, I want to finish with this. So when you read the Word of God, realize how blessed you are, how supremely blessed you are. And when you read this, it says this, it says, You should have heard it said to people long ago, verse 21, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Okay, apply that. Should I murder someone? No. Probably not a good idea. Right? Right. Then it goes on to say, but I tell you, if anyone's angry with his brothers, uh uh-oh, now he's meddling, will be subject to judgment. Anyone who says to his brother, Reka, you know what that means? You empty head. I said something like that to my brother when I was younger. Oh, the wrath of God was on that man. Took me down. I'm still paying the price now. So, I know we love everybody, right? We're out there in the world loving everybody. Person who cut you off, oh, bless you. Bless you. Yeah, you're looking at something on the shelves, like Pastor Leo said, and they're like, oh, bless you. Yeah, get all you need. Get everything you need. Go, go, go. Go, big daddy. Enjoy. Get on with it. Get on with it. Mm. Hey, we're all, right? We got schedules to keep. You know what I'm talking about. Are you angry with your brother? So apply it to your life. What's God trying to say? Not very hard. Love your brother. Don't be angry with him, right? Isn't that pretty easy? Okay, there's some places that are a little harder, but that's pretty easy. That's easy. All right, all right. How about chapter 6? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Well, that's hard. I can't, I can't interpret. I don't know the Greek in that one. I like the word. Don't understand it, Pastor. You won't feel it either. What's it trying to say? Don't worry. Why? You're blessed. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. But I know what I've been through. And I've got a mansion just over the hillside. See, my perspective is different. All right. Move on to chapter 7. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Interpretation. You see how easy it is? Now, there's some harder ones. You get those, you call Pastor Leo or get Richard on, you know, help, you know, help out. And Chris, Chris, I don't, Chris knows this one. Right? But it's pretty. Let the word speak for itself. The Lord says you're blessed if you read it. You're blessed if you apply it. You're blessed if you live it. Even non-Christians understand that. They know that. They love and they do it. They do it. It works. They know it works and they use it. 
so blessed. Well, Brother Chris, would you come, you and your team or yourself, bless us today with some more music. To be blessed, it's the favor of God that rests upon you. It's being happy and realizing you're supremely blessed from on high. Romans 4, I scooted through that one the other day. It said, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven. You know, whose sins are covered. We've all messed up, haven't we? We're so blessed, aren't we? We're covered. We're blessed. I mean, think about it. When they place these beatitudes in Revelation, John writing, and the Lord's trying to let you know, hey, church, you're so blessed. You die, you're blessed. You get in heaven, you're at the supper. You're blessed. You go through trials, endure it. Well, tribulation's coming. I know those who are in the tribulation can go through a hard time. But if you don't take the mark, and if you still follow me, you're blessed. But I ain't got no money. You're blessed. I got a disease. You're blessed. Doesn't look like it, does it? We're only here a short time. And the Lord walks with you. He does. He walks with you. I love that. In 1520, after more than three years of conflict with the Church of Rome, the Pope warned Luther in a public letter that you'll be excommunicated if you do not recant the teaching Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Luther, recant it. Well, Luther wasn't one to, he listened to the word. He erased it, he read it. He, he's like, it doesn't, it said. Luther said this to him. He responded by burning the letter publicly. Now remember what, what year this was, 1520. He burned it. So Pope Leo X said in a letter, Luther is excommunicated. So the emperor, Charles V, issued orders to arrest, and Charles declared it, we want him apprehended. Okay, he's a wanted man. Because he loved this book. So he's kind of running a little bit, getting out of Dodge, and he's met by a masked man. And halted. He thought, man, this is it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. The guy takes the mask off. It's Frederick III. Ah! He grabs him. And he falls into the hands. He's taken to what? Underneath protection to the castle of Wartburg, a walled fortress perched on a 1,200-foot precipice. Here, Luther was translating the Greek New Testament into German and laid the foundation for the Protestant Reformation. And from there, he does that Psalm 46, and he translated that New Testament, and he realized that it's through Christ alone, through His blood alone, that what? We're saved by grace. Saved by grace. We're blessed. 
Even Luther realized how blessed he was when he was in hiding. He was still blessed. We're blessed. Whether you have a little bit or, or a lot. Whether you're underneath a lot of pressure or not. The main thing is that we endure. Endure to the end. You have friends in the Lord. That's why we come together every, every Sunday. Why? Why do we do that? To get encouragement. I got a phone. I'll meet you anytime, anywhere. Well, I got to work a little bit, so the boss won't let me off certain hours, but it's okay. I'll meet you. I meet every Tuesday night. Kind of at Starbucks. You want to meet me? Let's have some time to talk. Why? Because we're about running this, going together. I've been there now almost 11 years sitting at Starbucks every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night. Let me say it again. Every Tuesday night. I may skip a few. Man, I wiped out her. Out of town. Sorry. But I'm there if you want to be discipled. I'm there if you have difficulty. I'm going to fail you. I will fail you. I will. But there's one who set me free. There's one who's coming soon, and he will never fail you. Because why? You're blessed. You're blessed. Even when it looks terrible, you're blessed. Matter of fact, that terminology and word selection and different things really kind of is in the midst of the struggle. If you really look at it in Scripture, it's, it's always in the midst of struggle. He wants you to realize you're blessed in the what? In the trial. Father, I give you praise. I love you, God, for who you are. I pray, God, Lord, as we leave this place and as we meet people, talk to our friends, our family, Lord, we need help today to share the great message of how blessed we are and how you saved us by grace. And how, if we give our life to you, Father, we're ready for your soon return. Heal our babies. Heal our family. Heal Pastor Leo. Heal Sister Sharon. Take care of baby Layla. Heal that body. Heal missionary in Congo, Lord. Shauna. Heal her body. Lord, heal those we're praying for for salvation. Lord, that's the most ultimate healing, Father, is their salvation, Lord, for the Tims and the Tims, the Marshalls. God, in Jesus' name, we give you praise for who you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know why you're so blessed? Freely you've received. Freely. You know, I realized the more I give, the more it keeps coming. So I just give it away, give it away, give it away. That's what I want you to do is to give it away. Would you give away your life to someone this week? Let's take some time. Time is precious, right? Do something for somebody else this week besides yourself. Invite them to church. Better than that, 
tell them the gospel right there and then. Hey, Bobby, your neighbor, Jesus, came, died, rose again. I know you kind of know that, but maybe not. Let me tell you a little about that. I'm blessed. It's all about Jesus walking from my bridge over to your heart. You accept and Christ. That's a good thing. You have the most precious gift to share. It's called salvation. It's called forever. 